0: In part three with John Michael Osley from Cornell College, he discusses the GPA requirements for most liberal art colleges, merit scholarships, the transition for freshmen, and the support system that tends to exist at most liberal arts colleges, Cornell's unique class schedule, the Project X Nevada Athletic Prospect Camp, which will be held on the campus of Cornell College on June 5th in 2022, and how to prepare for that prospect camp so that you too can be recruited. So uh, Division One College offer 11 point, they have 11.7 scholarships to offer. And each player that receives a scholarship is supposed to have a minimum of 25 percent is my understanding.
1: OK, so, yeah, that being said, sometimes the recruiting classes are, are a little bit bigger than that, you know, or, or less. And so sometimes you might not get that that offer. Uh, sometimes you might. So it's just that that plays into the financial aspect of it. Uh, as well and so I would say and the differences is uh, I know D1 has a smaller roster size than general we carry a larger roster Uh, the reason why is because we have a a full JV program you know we we run we're we're one team one unit uh, but we run like I said earlier in the podcast uh, close to a 30 game junior varsity schedule so um, you know our guys get a lot of playing time especially our underclassmen Uh, In those games. And so, yeah, I guess if I could kind of sum up the differences, I know that, um, you know, those higher levels can can start a lot earlier uh, in that recruiting process and um, that there's just a little bit difference with the logistics, also with the the binding agreement, you know, at Division three, it's not a binding agreement. Uh, it, it's a handshake agreement. So we have an NCAA celebratory signing form that we'll, we'll send our commits and uh, they get to you know go through that process of signing and, and doing that, but it's not a legally binding contract. Whereas I know at some other uh, levels and institutions, it is it is a legally binding contract uh, that you will be playing for that school and that school only, unless you'd go through the transfer portal, which is a whole nother can of worms. So, um, I think for us, we kind of, we get to simplify it a little bit <laughs> at our level, um, where we don't, we don't worry about athletic money. Um, you know, we don't worry about, uh, you know, kind of legally binding commitments and that kind of stuff. Um, it, it's more, uh, I, I, I kind of say it's like faith-based, right? Like, you know, we say you're going to, he, the player says they're going to come and they commit and, and we, uh, you know we have them on our on our roster, and and I, I like that about the Division Three level that it's really more of a, a choice each day. You know each each and every day that our players show up is a choice that they want to be here and that they want to participate and compete at this high level. So,
0: right. and, and not that we're that we're uh, supposed to dive into the financial aspect of it. Cause I know that that's not your your area, but correct me if I'm wrong. Merit money. I mean, when we're talking about a 25% scholarship, 50% at the D1 level would be a premium offer. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're looking at merit money, merit money at the D3 level can exceed, far exceed, a 25% uh, offer from a D1 level, depending on cost and so forth, in-state, out-of-state, versus out-of-state and so forth. And uh, I know that you know, every liberal arts school, for the most part, has various tiers of uh, merit money depending on, on grades. So I'm...
1: Absolutely, it is a the usually the the sticker price that you see is not ending up what you're going to be paying right um, at, at the end of the day through the whole process. I mean, that's for us why we like to find guys with higher GPAs. Um, you know that that's a big big part of it for us. You know, we we can't necessarily uh, just have any GPA, get in, <laughs> Cause, cause if we recruit any GPA, you know, we might, re- we might recruit a player and they might not get admitted to the school. And so that would, that would not be an enjoyable experience for the player, right? Where you're getting recruited by a school and then, you know, you, you don't, you're not able to get in. That does happen sometimes, but um, that's why us as coaches, we really try to stay at least 3.0 or above for us at, at our, just knowing that, that gives the player a good chance of of getting a a solid merit scholarship and making the finances work and and all that. But yeah, that's just a a very important part of that your, your GPA matters and your, your classwork matters. And um, you know, if, so just give your best effort at it, right. Even if school's not necessarily your, your thing all the time or you struggle with it, with it, just, like I said with the showcase and putting forth hustle and work ethic and best effort, just, just do that in the classroom as well. Cause it does, it does matter. And even if it's something that you struggle with, and the reason I say that is because my roommate really struggled with grades in, in high, in high school. Um, he just, that's not really how his brain worked. He's he's a very smart kid, but he just struggled. And, uh, but he did other things, you know, he, he was a constant worker. He had so much perseverance. He was an Eagle scout you know, he did other things outside of of school to kind of um, develop himself and to make himself promotable. And so, for Cornell, one thing that's really amazing that our admissions um, department does is we have a test optional application option. So, um, while your GPA is still included in that, that's no ACT or SAT test scores, and so you can use that as an opportunity to. Mm-hmm showcase other aspects of yourself. So my roommate got into Cornell, he had a pretty low G high school GPA, but he was an Eagle Scout and wrote, you know, essays about himself and um, then was able to, to be admitted. Uh, I don't think he got too high of merit scholarships, but he was able to be admitted and his family could work out the finances. And so the reason I say all that is uh, just put effort and time into baseball, yes, but also put it into school to the best of your ability and also put it into some of your extracurriculars, you know, try to be a well-rounded individual because that looks really good And, and it just gives you more opportunities, gives you more options, you know, the worst thing is to find a school that you really love, that you, that you feel is a great fit for you and then, you know, and, and works from an athletic standpoint, you've put in all your time to becoming a better athlete and you're not able to attend that school because you didn't put in the same attention and focus into your into your schoolwork or into other things that uh, can develop you. So that's just a big advice and recommendation I have.
0: And we grow, right? We grow as people and with those mm-hmm. experiences, whether it's, uh, you know, community based uh volunteer opportunities or so forth and experiences we know lead to understanding and lead to maturity or levels of maturity uh especially as these kids are growing so i thank you that that's wonderful window of of opportunity that you're providing and insight uh, into the admissions process or a little bit of the admissions process and how people can be viewed holistically uh, and Mm -hmm. not just on papers thank you for that um so let's go into your wheelhouse a little bit uh what does a typical freshman look like on a college campus and the challenges in terms of acclimating to school, the baseball schedule. I mean, just the big transition from, you know, mom and dad are no longer handing you a Gatorade. And if you forgot your <laughs> water jug, I'm sure, uh, John Michael and, and coach wing are not necessarily, uh, have an extra, you know, case of Gatorades laying around. Um, right. but what, what is What's that like? Anyway. Yeah.
1: Um, Number one, they come in all shapes and sizes and, and from so many different backgrounds uh, and personalities. I mean, that's one of the things I absolutely adore about this line of work is I just meet all these young men from so many different walks of life, so many different places. You know, we're, we're very fortunate at Cornell. Um, because of the one course at a time, which we'll, we'll plug you to go on our web, the website cornellcollege.edu and, and look that up, um, but that because of that class system, you know, we have a draw from lots of different parts of the country, so we have a very diverse school, student body, population in general, you know, and, and if we're just looking at our baseball team, we have Players from California, Arizona, Colorado, Montana, Florida, Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin, uh, New York, <laughs> so all, all over the
0: place. You have, a, you have a football player from Mesquite, Nevada that's playing on your JV team, correct? I think I saw yes, that correctly I, on your sure. roster. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yep. Just want to make certain that you know everybody out there listening heard that. Yeah. Yeah. some way.
1: Yeah. So yeah, and that's all—all all the sports, right? So all the sports are very diverse, uh, which as a coach is is so much fun because I just get to experience so many different personalities and ways of life and and all that. But as far as the the transition. Yeah. It's an adjustment. So when you're, if you're going to college or, you know, when you go to college, just be prepared for a life transition, right? Um, it is, it's a necessary or not necessary for everybody, but it's a great next step. If that's your path that you want to pursue, it's a great next step, um, before kind of the full adulthood life kicks in, um, because you do have structure and you do have support, right? So while you don't have your parents there handing you a Gatorade after every game and making sure you have a Snickers bar in your back pocket, um, you do have, especially at Cornell, I can, I can especially say for Cornell and lots of schools in our conference and these small liberal arts, excuse me, small liberal arts schools, there's, there's a big support system there. Um, you know, it's smaller communities, so... It's more personalized and and you're getting more personal attention um, versus I know at those bigger universities, it it can be harder to find that personal attention because there's 30,000 students or something. Now, again, I'm not saying don't pursue that route if that's something you want to do. But as far as talking about our level and how our freshmen adjust, uh, I think they do a really good job because they get structure from day one, especially in the athletics programs and our baseball program, Uh, you know we're, we have all of the families meet each other on move-in day. Um, we kind of establish those connections right away. And then we start strength and conditioning week one. You know, so nice. you're, you're having structured time to get to know, get to build a community, get to build a friendship base, uh, get to know your coaches, get to get acclimated. Um, and so, yeah, I think our freshmen do a really good job Uh, They all have their own personal adjustments Uh, just I I actually was fortunate enough this year to be uh, an FYS student success instructor so it's a first year seminar uh, which is a class that we have all of our freshman student body take and it's a very it's a it's the same class pretty much taught by different professors and, and it's the first
0: and, class they all take, right? The first class, at, yeah, the the first first class, class they all
1: take? the first class in college, yeah. So, I was paying
0: attention on the tour.
1: <laughs> yeah, was <laughs> <It's laughs> a while ago. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was the first, it's the first class. And so they, uh, it's all the same, all the freshmen taking the same class. And so what I did as a student success instructor was not help them necessarily with the, I didn't teach any academic content, um, but I taught uh you know, adjusting to college, what that's like, you know, finding your identity, finding your groups, your uh communities, you know, uh stress management, mental health, uh physical well being, you know, all of those things. So um one thing that I, I I got to have individual meetings with this class that I had of of first year students and um, it was it was really interesting to see their different struggles. You know, some of them really struggle with the time management aspect um, because their parents kind of were the ones that were saying, hey, you need to be here and do this on this time and have your homework done. And they kind of set up. So some of them kind of struggle with that. Some of them struggle with building new relationships, um, maybe because they're shy or just because it's a new environment and they're nervous. Uh, Some of them struggle with, uh, you know, finding things to fill their time, right? What groups do I be a part of? What do I participate in? You know, so um, that was really cool for me because I, I, in my first year, I only got to work with really the baseball team mainly. And so this year I got to see perspectives from different students on our campus and and some that were athletes, some that weren't athletes. And um, so I guess I can say the biggest recommendation I have is, is find a group to be a part of, find a community. And so if we're talking obviously specifically about baseball, um, that's what's nice about joining a collegiate baseball program is you have a group right away. You have structure right away. You have resources and connections, and um, that is a very, very valuable thing for the college transition. Because uh, yeah, it's new and it's scary and it's um, challenging at times, but it's incredibly exciting. It's fun, and uh, you get to just yeah start your journey towards being successful in your own life and uh, taking responsibility for your own success and for your own uh, life experience. So that's a really really exciting thing, and, and that's a beautiful thing about college in general.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna plug your school for a moment, just so our listeners know that <laughs> Cornell College yeah. is one of only two uh, universities or colleges, universities in the country that actually teach one class at a time. You take a class for 18 days, I believe, and then you get a four day break and move on to the next class. So everybody whose uh, kids have issues with time management and uh, basically trying to keep their lives in order, uh, it's it's what a, what a great way to say I'm taking a math class and that's all I've got to focus on for the next three and a half weeks. Right. So, sounds like a beautiful thing. Goodness gracious, I wish I had it. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's um, speaking from experience, and uh, this this is a good time. We we told you guys to visit the website first, but now that you're still listening to the episode, we'll give you kind of the rundown. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I did it. I went through the whole process and system, and thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I just thought it was very applicable to the real world. At least now that I reflect back, um, because You know, some blocks are very difficult. Other blocks are easier. Some blocks are medium and in between. And that's what I found in my professional life. You know, some of the times in my life are busy, busy, busy. Some of the times in my life are very relaxed. And other times are kind of in the middle. Um, I think what's wonderful about it is that all the juggling really kind of disappears. um, And you can put more effort into other areas of your life, extracurricular, community-based athletics that you really care about and really feel are important to you. And you can learn from those areas because college is a a holistic learning experience. It's not just about the academic knowledge that you gain from it. That's one aspect, but it's the life experience. It's the self-awareness. It's the, um, you know, learning as far as like our athletes go and, and our baseball players learning how to be on time learning how to communicate learning how to um, ask for help and support and uh, you know build relationships you know all of those are very very valuable life skills and so yeah I, I was a huge fan of the black plan um, it worked really well for me and if you if you just, are consistent and put in the time and work hard uh, it can absolutely it can do wonderful wonderful things for you okay.
0: all right and you know we are we are collaborating on a prospect camp for next June uh, with my ultra ego project X <laughs> and, <we're, laughs> and with the Nevada athletics um, so we're going to obviously mm-hmm. hold this camp on the campus of Cornell College uh, we thank you for hosting but could you tell me a little bit about your thoughts on the program's perspective? I, I know obviously our listeners have not had uh, insight into our conversations about setting this up, uh, but we're definitely looking at bringing kids from Vegas through um, the high school juniors and seniors and who are uncommitted, and basically trying to showcase them to schools in your area, to yourselves, and to give them opportunities to continue to play college baseball. But. Um, what are the benefits to Cornell College and the other 11 schools that have currently committed to attend? I know there will be more, I believe, that are going to commit, but right now we've got 12 commitments, including yourselves. What does this do for you guys?
1: Um, lots of lots of things. I mean, I know Coach Wing and I are very excited about this partnership and opportunity, uh, and it, as it sounds like it, a lot of the other schools are, are as well. Um, I think our excitement really stems from getting to see players that it would be hard to see. You know, we, we see a lot of, a lot of our recruiting stays local a lot of the times. You know, we it's harder for us to do these traveling to tournaments that are on the west coast or on the east coast. And so a lot of it is, is Midwest recruiting. So we're getting exposure to some, some talented players that we would necessarily not, not be able to see otherwise or have exposure to. And, um, it's very nice that they're coming to us. I'll be completely honest, <laughs> you know, to have the players come to, come to us. And then to be able to have the exposure um, one, like we said, is a huge benefit for these players that we'll have 12 different schools there, potentially more than that. Um, but yeah, that that's a huge advantage for us to be able to see, see players we, we wouldn't have, seen otherwise you know that might have slipped under the cracks and and we may not have been able to recruit and and those players can become impact players in our program uh you know from from a physical skill standpoint but also from just um you know just a personality standpoint i mean that that's really exciting for us to have the opportunity to to find some players that are, are high quality players from a different part of the country that we haven't really recruited before, so I think that's very exciting for all of us
0: and from the from the player standpoint where where the schools were gracious enough to um, to basically commit to this and such a quick process uh, for our listeners, the student athletes that attend, if schools are interested in them, they will be able to make campus visits or essentially begin that recruiting process. Uh, almost immediately the following day in which they're supposed to be contacted and visit that week since they're already out there and have the opportunity to visit campuses which I'm, I'm certain as from a player standpoint um, has to be incredible instead of waiting you know three weeks to a month to hear from uh, from a coach that might be interested or a couple of weeks from a coach that might be interested and in then having to figure out when to set that time up. Um, right, I think I Absolutely. think that would be great for for kids to say, "Hey, look, we're we're interested, and here's your, you know, you got your phone call right away." Um, mm-hmm. That's which we talk about exciting. with
1: showcases. Is sometimes that doesn't happen you know? right. And you have so many and you don't get that phone call and you make that whole trip. It's very discouraging. Whereas here, um, you know, if there is that interest, it's it's immediate, and um, that's another benefit for us is we get to kind of. Um, not skip steps in the process, but accelerate the the recruiting process for us, you know, where like I was talking about earlier, it would be reach, you know, initial contact through a showcase, then text messages, then phone call, then setting up campus visit, you know, then all of that, you know, this is kind of all happening in one shorter amount of time, which just is, is incredibly efficient and beneficial for us. Uh, saves us time, you know, saves us effort, saves us energy of continually um, trying to find dates that work and scheduling you know it just it is a much more streamlined process. so
0: uh, and I'm excited valuable. I'm excited for the kids that go out there because i I found driving into your campus just an incredible surprise. At first, I thought I was like no idea where we are. All I see is corn. (laughs) All all of a sudden we, we cross a bridge and, and a group of trees and one of the most beautiful campuses I've, I've ever seen, to be quite honest. I mean, just absolutely gorgeous campus. And not that I'm plugging, but here's the, the experience from my trip. Uh, every academic building on campus is, uh, is registered with the National Historic Society, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're a historical landmark it's as campus. Unbelievable, so all of gorgeous. our buildings are the original architecture and framework from when they were originally constructed, um, which is, yeah, very special. Very special.
0: Mm-hmm. So whether whether people want to go to Cornell or not, if they participate in the, Cornell, uh, in the Project X Nevada Athletics Prospect <laughs> Camp at Cornell College, uh, they will, they'll be in for a treat and something beautiful. And then <laughs> yeah. they can begin at least to compare college campuses right. and have something to compare it to. Okay. Right. So uh, can you give some advice to players that may possibly make the trip to Iowa this summer or to other college camps and showcases? Um, we talked about like, you know, the different, how people stand out, but if they had to work on one thing, just one thing, what would you say would help them stand out? Um, Is it strength? Is it speed? Is it, you know, arm strength? What?
1: Yeah, um, I would say, so I'll give two kind of answers. Um, My initial answer is what I thought about was um, attitude and mentality. Uh, That was the number one thing that, that popped into my head right away Uh, you know, if you can, if you can start to just develop some confidence in yourself, you know, some confidence in your game, some confidence in who you are as a baseball player, because every single baseball player has different skills, different things that make them good at what they do, you know, whether that's defense, whether that's, um, you know, arm strength, whether that's Uh, grit, tenacity, you know, whatever that looks like, start to learn just who you are as a player. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? You know, and, and I think actively work on both of those, you know, be like, okay, here's where I'm weak. So I definitely need to work on that, but here's where I'm strong. So I should find confidence in that, you know? And so starting to find confidence in yourself as a baseball player, especially as you get into your junior and senior year of high school, is incredibly valuable because that that confidence comes across. You know, we see that in in players that, players that know what their strengths are and know where they can excel and and boost those areas and highlight those areas and are confident in those areas um, really stand out to us for sure. Um, So, and then as far as physical skill sets, you know, just, just, Obviously, continue to work on the things that you're not as strong at. Okay, you want to develop those. You know, we have several months until this camp happens, and so um, yeah, you know, arm strength is important. Strength, strength, overall is important. Bat speed is important, right? Those fast twitch muscles. Developing those fast twitch muscles, I think, is the number one from a physical standpoint that um, players should start to develop. Uh, we talk a lot Swing about the core
0: strength and core strength and uh, and lifting for kids yeah. that have good skill sets, but, you know, are, are not gap guys, you know? yeah Yeah.
1: yeah, Cause they're, you know, if, if you have, you getting stronger <laughs> will only make you better. Um, I don't, I don't know anybody <laughs> that has gotten stronger and has not gotten better on the baseball field. Um, obviously it's functional baseball strength and, and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, I would say that, yeah, like just get strong, but like swing the bat hard, throw the ball hard, run fast, you know, run as hard as you possibly can. Like put maximum effort in an intentional effort into your game, you know, into your practice, right? Don't don't go to a practice and just go through the motions, you know, don't go to a practice and just, you know, try to hit a ball perfectly every every time, you know, like just swing the bat hard, You know, and and I just, that's a big, I'm a huge proponent of that because if if players can swing the bat hard, if they can run with maximum effort, if they can throw the ball hard, like, and and when I say, when I mean hard, I'm not talking about velocity. I'm talking about effort, right? I'm talking about intention. Um, That is going to only make them better as they go along. Uh, I think that players' growth gets stunted when they try to be perfect you know when they try to do every little thing perfectly cuz you're just not going to be perfect the game is is a game of failures mm-hmm. so um trying to be perfect in my opinion personally is, is counterintuitive um you should enjoy what you're doing you, you you ended up playing this game because you love it and because it's fun and that's why you want to continue playing in college i hope is because you love to play the game so don't forget that don't lose that when you show up enjoy practice and just know that that um, it's okay to feel that pressure of having to perform it's okay that's very natural and that's very normal but uh, if you can just do your best and have fun doing it you're gonna you're gonna be great you're gonna be great because um, all the players I know that are gonna that are coming you know have have physical skills they ha- you Most players do. I don't I don't think there's really a lot of players out there that it's like, oh, man, he really has no physical skills whatsoever. Right. If you've been playing the game for a little bit since you've been a kid or or even just in middle school, like, you know how to play baseball. You know how to play baseball.
0: It's hard to survive the cuts that that happen in in club and high school and so forth and still be a 16, 17 year old kid playing the game if you can't play it. Right. If You don't have something to offer. So yeah. I I totally understand. That's wonderful advice. It's great. Uh, is there anything you know for the sake of our listeners that I have not asked uh, that that you may want to share that kind of helps fill in the gaps?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think one. I just want to say, Mo, thank you for this. I mean, it's been an incredible experience to be a part of this, and um, the questions were wonderful. They were wonderful. They were very prompting and well thought out uh, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed answering them. The last piece of advice that I can give is no matter what happens externally, okay? Somebody telling you that you're not good enough, getting cut from a high school team or from a club team, not performing well in a game, not getting reached out to by college coaches, Stay strong in what you want and what you care about and don't give up. You know, like if you, if you want to play college baseball, there is a way. It's not going to be maybe all the perfect situation that you idealized in your head since you were four years old or that your parents thought for you. But if you want to do that, if you want to continue to play at the collegiate level, work for it, (laughs) work for it, grind it out just go get it be tenacious and don't don't let anybody tell you that you can't do anything cuz they don't know you you know they, you great. know yourself that's great and um yeah cuz if i and 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 if you're fortunate enough like me if you're blessed enough to have a good family support system um lean on them you know lean on them and uh, I, I can thoroughly say, and, and I'll share this episode with my mom. But I would have not played college baseball without my mom. Um, when I was told that I would never play college baseball, and that I wasn't good enough, I wasn't big enough, I wasn't strong enough, I wasn't fast enough, um, my mom told me that 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 not to listen to that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she said. Johnny, you can do whatever you want to do. She's like, you want to play, you go play, and um, I just worked. I just worked really hard. So all those kids that are small and um, you know maybe don't throw the hardest or don't run the fastest or don't you know just do every aren't in that ninetieth percentile. Um, you have a lot of value, and you can bring a lot of value to a program and to. A college um, and, and I was I was in those shoes and all I did was I just worked hard for what I wanted uh, I got the opportunity to play collegiately um, was fortunate enough to, to be a part of a championship caliber team and uh, now I'm a college baseball coach so it's uh, it that's real stories like that exist everywhere incredible so don't, journey. don't give
0: up incredible and, and that's that's excellent I'm not gonna let you get away without sharing uh, your accolades. <laughs> because I, 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 I can't, because you know what, all those kids that heard that, I don't want them to think that, oh, I, I just got a jersey, I, I was small, and someplace took me, and, you know, like, like it's a pity thing. <laughs> to, to, it's not, right? You, work, you worked yeah. your butt off in high school, you were you were part of a state championship team, and right. you worked hard enough to be good enough to go play at the collegiate level, and I believe you are the all-time hits leader, Cornell no, or you? Uh, not me,
1: but I, I do have the most put-outs in a season as a defensive player. Um, I have the most at-bats in a season. <laughs> oh, no, not used to rattling off my own stats, but, um, yeah, I, I was in high school. Um, I was originally, I was a, my senior year, I started on the bench um, and just kept working and kept asking my coaches for advice and help and what I needed to do to improve. and. Uh, by the middle of the year, I was our starting second baseman. And then in our state playoffs, um, during our run to our first championship in, um, in school history, uh, I, I had a, a 431 batting average with two outs and runners in scoring position. Um, and I had a, a thousand fielding percentage. Wow. So, wow. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. In that type of environment yeah. with that pressure on the line, See, I knew yeah. there was something big with the with the hitting aspect of, from our conversations. Yeah. I recall, but yeah. but uh, yep. but then you were a, a standout defender, and that got you on the field at the college level, and you. Yep. So and the most I, at, um, most at bats. I mean, that's that means yeah. you were there. You were in there. <laughs>
1: yeah, I um, I I was I was technically a four year varsity starter. I mean, my freshman year, I didn't start all the time, but I got spot starts on varsity, and then. Um, I went from my arm strength developed all the way from, I think probably coming out of high school, I was like 78 across the diamond and I got all the way up to 89. Wow. Uh, I, I hit for the first half of our season, my junior year, I hit 421 Um, and yeah, I, um, I can, I, I 100% attribute that to, 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 God first and foremost. That's, that's me and my, my personal beliefs and in Christ, but, um, also just, you know, just, just working for it and caring about it and, um, asking for help. You know, I didn't do that alone. I had a huge support system, my family, my coaching staff, my friends, my teammates. Um, but, yeah, it was, uh, I, I am very blessed to be where I'm at. And um, yeah, <laughs> thanks for, uh, <laughs> no. thanks Mo for prompting me. Sorry,
0: I, I didn't mean to make you feel that. uncomfortable, but you know what? You're a testament yeah. to hard work meets opportunity, right? And and you created those opportunities. and And if you're the example for kids out there that, you know, you were saying might have been undersized or, or whatever it is, there's a place out there for everybody, and and I know that you believe that, and you know that, um, and so do we. So it's uh, we want to get them there. We don't want them to give up on their dream. They just have to stop thinking that it's going to be on the beach of sunny California or something like that.
1: Yeah, you might be in the cornfields of Iowa where yeah. it's you know snowing and I don't know probably. Fourteen degrees today, but uh. or, or that... <laughs> but it's a good place to be. Absolutely, right tell people it's the
0: it's it's that winter league in Alaska that you've got to be a part. Of. Right, right, right. Oh my gosh. So, Sorry. well, John Michael, I really appreciate you joining us tonight on deck, and uh, no doubt all our listeners, thank you for such an in-depth insight into the recruiting process. Uh, to our listeners, the Nevada Athletics hosting a College 101 seminar this Friday evening at their facility at 2560 West Brooks Avenue in North Las Vegas, uh, where I will actually be presenting an overview of the college search as it pertains to baseball uh, grades and metrics that appear to be uh, recruited at the various levels from NAIA through the Division I. I hope you can join us on Friday, and if you're interested, uh, please send an email to Mo at gmail.com. Thanks again, John Michael. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks, Mel.
0: Have a great night, guys.